ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Ted Mix, Ethan. <laughs> Steve. a boy. Atta boy. Steph. No. Boo. You screwed up. You screwed up. Good to see you, Ted. Yeah, man. Back in action. Got a couple friends in studio with us. I see that. We're here to save Destiny Comics. All right. So are you going to help us? I will. I Full disclosure, I don't know a ton about comics. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk. We got my buddy right. Ethan HD, Stephanie. They're both a uh, big thing going on right now with uh, Destiny Comics raising money at Indiegogo, right? Yep, Destiny City Comics. Yes, Destiny yes. City. Thank yeah. you. Destiny Comics is a crappy comic place. Yeah, Destiny terrible. City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we usually start our things off by doing th- look. So to let you know, Ted, uh, Ethan and I, uh, obviously Ethan wrestles here in the Pacific Northwest, is is also one of the best trainers. He's the guy that whenever I do something right in the ring, you could thank Ethan. All right. <laughs> yes. If I do something crappy, that's someone else's fault. That's someone else's. That's blame. Steve's fault, right? Yeah, we'll blame Steve for that one. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, but when I go to Ethan's class, Ethan will knock you out right in the beginning with 300 oh, squats. Oh, yeah. You're the 300 yeah. squats guy. Yeah. Yes. Ethan doesn't mess around when it comes to training. Like He starts off just trying to kill us. Before. First time I ever went to a training session with Ethan, I was nervous, right? So I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to hang? I hear I've heard these rumors of it being like just an intense start. And I can't. It was a, a long time ago. And somebody about 100 squats in just walked off and went to go puke in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I'm better than that guy. And that was like the moment where I was like, OK, I can hang. I could do more than that guy. But it was like the first thing it was like, let's do 300 squats. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. That's the goal of the squats, though, is to get rid of that guy. He like, hasn't come back. No, but that's the thing is like if you can't do like 300 squats or at least attempt to, mm-hmm. like I don't want to waste my time like with somebody who's not going to put in that like the effort. So anytime there's somebody new in class, it's always like a 300 squat day. <laughs> like that's, that's the it's, secret. It's super fun seeing somebody their first time in there and they just kind of look around like as if he's joking, right? Yeah. And all of us are like, okay, let's go. Because <laughs> we all know what, what's up with Ethan. It's the 150 jump squats that always piss me off. Oh, yeah. jump squats are the worst. I'd rather do 500 regular squats than 150 <laughs> jump squats. I don't know why, but like the minute I, it's like two days after it happens, I start walking down the steps and I start cursing your name. <laughs> and my wife's like, I thought you like him. Why are you saying F Ethan all the time? Because <laughs> like, I can't walk. I had a boxing coach that wouldn't, if you came to his class, you couldn't even hit a bag till you could do 10 push ups on your knuckles on the concrete. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> yeah, but that was the rule. You couldn't you couldn't put mitts on or nothing and hit until you could do those. So, I mean, he's trying to weed people out. Yeah, they look so cool though, like the knuckle push ups. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah, like, like on concrete, it sucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, we're just gonna do regular push ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we do push ups on our podcast to get people ready and 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 and, and prepared for the greatness that is the mega cast. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's ideal because sometimes people are like, "Man, I was on the bus, but I got ten. We had somebody say that they did push-ups on the plane while listening to our podcast, which I thought was the most ridiculous thing ever, but it was awesome. Oh, damn. Yeah, so we do it to get the heart rates and the blood pumping and the brain functioning. I figured with the season happening right now, with the Halloween season, I went with a little dark, grimy-sounding dubstep song there. All right. Ted, this is how we get pumped by music. (laughs) All right, we ready to get our 10 push-ups in? All right, let's get them. Are you doing them with us, Ethan? Yeah. Nice. Give me a Here we go! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
Nice. I like this because usually he's making me do stuff today <laughs> yeah. in order to be a guest on our podcast. <laughs> and save Destiny City Comics. You have to do 10 push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what the hell did I agree to? I should have just stuck with Geek Nation and the Tacoma News Tribune. Here I am on these guys' podcast. Wait a minute, you've been on no. Geek Nation? Yeah, I'm there for oh. any podcast that lets me get a pump before like I get into it. <laughs> yeah, this is a little different than the Geek Nation stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Tech Talks, starring the Tech Smith. You want that inspirational music? Now, keep it a quick one. We okay. got stuff to get to. Uh, last week I was talking about making time for people. So I made time for all my friends. Ethan, I went back to a 20th high school reunion. But also, like, a couple of my buddies, it was like, hey, let's go grab lunch. Bring your parents. You know? And I kind of forgot, like, like you know, we're old men now. We're, like, 40s. But, like, these people help raise us, too. So I just wanted to emphasize that as well. Like, when you go back home or whatever, like, don't be afraid to talk to your friend's parents. Like, invite them out. Get a beer with them. Jeez, man. I don't even remember the last time. I, yeah, I only have a couple of friends where I, I still even wonder how their parents are doing, let alone go get lunch with them. <laughs> yeah, but it was really, like, my one buddy, like, their, his parents were stoked. Like, man, thanks so much for inviting us out. It was just something simple I didn't even think about. Like, well, of course, bring them. Yeah. I mean, here's something. Have you ever, like, called any of your friend's parents by their, like, actual names? Oh. By their first name? No. I mean... Now there's a few of them I can, but like, yeah, like my buddy Josh, his parents were always Larry and Susan, but like my buddy Bernie, who's one of my best friends, I would not dare call his mom by her first name. That's Mrs. Granzo or Mrs. G. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything's Mr. or Mrs. I don't think I have a single friend parent that I've called by the first name. I didn't do it until I was 29 years old. <laughs> it was for my friend's wedding and his dad was running late. And I just remember like calling his dad, and there was that moment of breath. That breath was like, <gasps> "Here we go." Hey, Don, uh, we're just wondering where you're at. <laughs> and there was like, Don's like, uh, "Would you call me?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually, it's one of a, like like the like, the one parents I was with, like the one guy's weave. His dad just like just call me John, or like my one buddy Looney. I kept calling his dad, and he's like, "Teddy." You know, Brendan's, you know, unfortunately, Brendan passed away. He's like, it's been years. It's just me and you drinking. We call me. F- oh, sorry, Steve. Oh, jeez. Wow, sorry, Dad. sorry. But he's like, call me. Call me we for- are turning Steph's mic off because I'm all worried that she's right? going to curse. Well, it's the trailer park, boys. I like the show, too. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Steve. Sorry. Yes, what's up? But yeah, we were drinking one day and he's just like, just call me, Kevin. Like, enough of this crap. <laughs> sorry about that, bud. <laughs> He was getting all hard. He's got you know, wrestlers here. He's, got, he's like, yo, I got to drop some F-bombs. Yeah. yeah. It's an awesome. Attitude Era podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's the era I'm familiar with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's talk a little about, about <laughs> why you're here. And then we'll probably just talk about a bunch of random stuff as well. But I definitely want to get people out there, to, the mega family, to, to show some love for Ethan and Steph. Uh, because you guys are doing something really awesome. You're trying to save a comic book store in Tacoma that is near and dear to your heart. I remember seeing... Like originally, when the the word got out that Destiny City Comics was uh, gonna shut down, you had a picture of you standing in front of it, and you had a nice heartfelt story about how they were bummed about that. And the next thing I see, I'm like, "Oh crap, man! You're actually like gonna turn things around and and, and buy the place." <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. So the the photo of me like sat in front of the store was actually taken like a month prior right. to them closing. And I just took it as a joke because like we did Defy, it's the Temple Theater, which is literally like a block down the street. Like, it's like um, Destiny City Comics, King's Books, Janku Land, Doyle's, Katoma Temple Theater. Mm-hmm. And so we got out, and it was like midnight, and the street like just hit it well. 
And I thought it was like, as a joke, I was like, I'll just take the picture of me sad that it's closed and just post it online. And then, yeah, like a month later, he's like, oh, no, we're closing for real now. And I saw the post on Instagram and then like a bunch of people like tagged me in the Facebook post because they know that I go there. And that was like, wow. So people like, I never really like know how much people pay attention to like what I put out there. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like if people know I'm like really into something or if right. it's just like only I'm, I know how often I'm putting it out there. And so when I saw these people tagging me in it, I was like, oh, so people know that this is like a thing I do. Mm-hmm. And then like just seeing all the comments of like how many people are like going to miss this place. And just having been there versus like other comic book stores, kind of like there's there's more of a sense of community, I feel like, there than at other comic book shops. And I think a lot of that is because like he works a lot closer with like local artists and local publishers to kind of get their stuff out there too. So you get a lot of people who just like have more of an emotional investment because that might have been like the first store to like put their stuff out that was published or like sometimes he'll do like kind of like little mini conventions where you get to meet like local artists and authors. So a lot of times that's like the first time somebody pointed out and said like, Hey, you're an artist. Let's put you out there for people to like see you and meet you and like giving you that platform. So I think a lot of people really invested in it and, and me too. Like I'm very invested in it. Like I know like, the guy who owns it now, Mike, does a great job just remembering people's names who come in, stuff they bought before. Like he's always good at making like recommendations, and a lot of times too, just based off stuff that I've bought before. And so to me, like it's just cool to like have somebody remember you. Oh yeah, and like take an interest like in something you're already interested in, and kind of help like guide you down like a certain path. And so for me, it forces loyalty in the, in the most roundabout way. I know yeah. like, there's certain places, like even like a, a silly, but like a food place I'll call up and order sushi from that my wife and I always go to. And once I start giving my order, the lady will go, is this my Steve? And I'm like, <laughs> well, my wife's not happy when you say that. No, <laughs> yeah. She thinks it's funny too. And like that's, but it's like, she's like, oh, I know who this is. And that's like, well, man, if we're going to get sushi, I want to go there yeah. because it's a, I want to support the person who actually is remembering who I am. Yeah, and so that was a big part of it, too. And the other thing, too, that I really liked about it is that most comic book shops, unless it's comic book themed, kind of keep to themselves, whereas Destiny City would, like, have a booth for, like, Pride Walk or, Mm -hmm. like, certain things like that that were just more invested, like, not just in the community, but also, like, signaling that they're a safe space, like, in the community for people of color and, like, people of the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. So I also felt like that's another reason to kind of keep that shop open is it's just there's, even though like things are getting better in today's climate, there's still a lot of places where that aren't necessarily safe places yeah. or a safe space. And we definitely don't need to be losing them uh, at this time. So again, yeah, just to be able to keep that open, especially like an avenue like comic books, where like it's just recently that like diversity has been a big thing. Where if you go back like 10 years, like it, people were like push against it. Like there's a YouTube video of a guy like freaking out because Captain America was black. Like when, <laughs> when Falcon took over. It's so ridiculous. I know. It's so, like what is wrong with people? Yeah. Well, no, I mean that one's true. What? You can't have a fictional character. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right. God forbid. But you're always going to tell me that Jesus wasn't white. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so just to keep like, <laughs> I mean, Middle Eastern, yeah, whatever. I'm sure he's white, just like I see it every uh, white church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, whatever fits the narrative, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just to keep like those places around, 
Mm-hmm. Like, so I felt it was just something important to do just for, for the comic book community, like the local one, but also just for the community of Tacoma as well, mm-hmm. just to keep it open. And so you put together an Indiegogo page. If, if you just type in, really, if you just type in Destiny City Comics and even if Ethan HD, it's going to be like the first thing that pops up on Google if anyone has a hard time, but we'll share it as well. Uh, but they could donate money. There's different ways to also like get these cool uh, incentives on top of it. But the hope is to raise, I mean, you're, you're planning on buying it. And, yeah. and, and, and so you're, you're hoping that some people could help out, obviously. And, and there's some great tiers and different things that people could get in addition to it. So it's not like as if, Hey, you could also just donate like I did because I'm like, I don't really, my wife's going to be like, what are you now taking on comic books as well? We don't need more stuff in this house when we're trying to clear the house out for a baby. Uh, but I was like, I definitely want to help out. So I'm just going to donate. But so I hope that people who are listening, if you're a comic book fan, there's really cool things out there for a comic book fan. I'd love for you to talk about that. And on top of, even if you're not, you just believe in what you're doing, which I do in, in that keeping something that's important to the community, especially in Tacoma, then please donate as well. I mean, it's never too late to get into... I mean, Deadpool's for the kids. Yes. I mean, if anything... Oh, jeez. If we've established anything over the last 10 years, Deadpool's for the you kids. You know what Deadpool's not for is my wife. I try to watch <laughs> it with her. Not a fan. Really? Oh, no. But it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. Story. It is a love story. It's a love story. With c- arms being cut off while it's happening. Bad language. That's I think romantic. A lot of bad language. <laughs> I, I would disagree. say Deadpool's also for people like... I don't watch any of the Marvels, any of that stuff, but Deadpool was... It's fun. It's hilarious. Yeah, you don't need to know anything going on right. in that community to enjoy Deadpool. <laughs> oh, my wife does. She's just like, I try to watch it on the plane with her, and she's not having it. And I always think Deadpool's funnier if you're not into like comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just kind of familiar, because then it just parodies a lot of the things that yep. like you see in every trailer and like every quip and every quote. Like I think it's almost better if you're not a fan of comics, and then like Deadpool's like the first one you've seen. But, oh yeah, yeah. So is the shop currently open, or are you raising money to reopen it? The shop's currently going to be open until October 31st. And okay. then at that point, the doors are closing if if the money's not there. All right. So ideally, the goal is to be able to just like buy the business before the 31st, and then on November 1st, just swoop on in, and then just, like, just keep things rolling. Because ideally, if we can keep the doors open and not have that awkward period where we're closed, yeah. I, would, I would love to avoid that. Just because you're going to get people who walk up, see it's closed, and and won't turn around and come back. Just forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're not going to be like, well, maybe it's closed for now, but who knows later. I'll keep checking. (laughs) Yeah. I'll keep wandering by. (laughs) So, I mean, ideally the goal would be to just kind of like November 1st, store opens, and it's just business as usual. And the cool thing, too, is the owner, Mike, is, is very open about like helping out and kind of like creating like a smooth transition. So he'll still be around. He's not like going to be like November 1st, like, all right, see you on hell. And <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so. Moving to Arizona or Florida. Yeah. I pooped in the box of Green Arrow Comics. Good luck finding it. <laughs> Just follow the smell, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, that's rad, though, that you're, you're doing that, because I know. Uh, you, you're, especially in the world of wrestling, I always appreciate you because you're like this. this I don't know, this moral compass in a sense. I don't, as silly as that might sound, because we joke around and say ridiculous things to each other and BS, but like you give a crap about everybody and you, 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 and the fact that you care that much about a comic book store and really more about what it does for the community is, is just a testament to who you are as a human man. I, 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 that's why I wanted to make sure I got John to talk about this because it's a really cool thing. I appreciate it. And um, the reason I'm such not a terrible person in wrestling 
is all because of one person. Because like when I broke into like 05, it was like the tail end of like people just using being in wrestling as an excuse to be a terrible human being. Okay. Whereas like, ah, well, one of the boys, like, it's okay to like harass these girls or like. I'll grab her ass. I don't care. Yeah, I fought it on a baby. It's ah, it's a wrestling thing. Like <laughs> that baby's paying its dues. Right. <laughs> Pink guy just makes it cuter. Like. <laughs> Uh, there was this wrestler, Cedric the Hitman, who uh, lives in, I think he lives like in, around Seattle, whatever, but like, I broke in and everybody was just awful to me, and like, any any like slur or swear, like, hurt it, because their whole thing is like, just to like, harass you until you leave the business. Mm-hmm. It's all guys who couldn't do 500 squats, and so they were like, well, the best I can do is just like call you like a homophobic slur 500 times and hope you give up right and this guy cedric like not as good on the quads to be honest though no 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 not at all (laughs) doesn't strengthen the core like does anything for you and he just like came up your core as a person no (laughs) (laughs) forget actual physical strength like just doing nothing for your soul homie and yeah he just came up to me like after match and was just like hey how are you you good and it was just like the smallest act of kindness. But like that was the moment where it was like, I'm never going to be like awful to other people in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I always want to be that like, hey, you good. Because like sometimes that's all you need. And so like that's kind of like my goal. Like in wrestling, if nothing else, even if I end up being like the worst wrestler and everybody's like, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't pay to see that. Mm-hmm. But like at least have that like he was a decent person. Yeah. Right, because I feel like so many people in wrestling too. I just kind of get off topic. That's fine. Like, that's that, that's, that's uh, the moral of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is on topic. <laughs> right. Well, it's just stuff that I think applies just in outside of wrestling. Just giving a crap about other people and making sure they're doing okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I feel like so many people in wrestling like you get so into like who you are as a character and a person that like you kind of forget who you are as like a real life person, and you get all these people who just hang on and hang around wrestling long after they should be gone. Because they don't have anything else. And so that's also part of like keeping Destiny City Comics alive is cultivating that life outside of wrestling so that when I'm done wrestling, I don't know, like, I'm not going to be like, well, I don't know how to feel useful now. Like, well, I can have this comic book shop and still be invested in our community and I can still serve a purpose and I can still be that like that. Hey, you good to somebody just like looking to buy comics to escape and just like having a bad day and just having one person go like, Hey, I know you, you matter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm invested in you. Does some of that stuff with the wrestling, is that trickle down from the old like WWE, WWF guys that were just, I mean, the stories I hear, they were just a-holes to each other. Like constantly. Coked out jerks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all those just like bitter old guys. Like if somebody like is in their twenties and is that way, they'll just be booted out of the business. But you get these like, yeah, these old guys who are around in like the seventies who like, think that behavior is like acceptable still and then they get mad when people like push back against them and then like act like oh i've been around this business longer so like i know more than you but it's like well clearly not about being like a decent person yeah <laughs> like clearly like you're still very green in that area there are times where you could just cancel all cable streaming services and just keep facebook and read the posts and the drama unfolds from local wrestlers and that could be the best entertainment but also you're just like oh my gosh like this old school guy is really just has never realized that times have changed and people are you know you need to change your mindset dude i remember getting into an argument yeah. on facebook with this like old white wrestler i don't even know if i want to call him a wrestler because he's one of those guys who's had like 10 matches in 10 years 
Like, he just kind of, like, hangs around. But he's a veteran, man. But he's a quote-unquote veg. He's had 10 matches in 10 years. And... I wrestle once a year. Okay. <laughs> counts. Right. I'm like the Undertaker. Right? <laughs> Undertaker wrestles once a year. No one's calling him a mark. Right? No one's <laughs> questioning his bet status. Right. The taker of Seattle. Yeah. The taker of Seattle. <laughs> Except you lose every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a streak, bitch. Yeah. Streak's a streak. One way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes me 10 minutes to walk to the ring. <laughs> but that's when the best part of For Whom the Bell Tolls kicks in. Yeah. Which nobody in indie wrestling is cool enough to have For Whom the Bell Tolls be their entrance music. Right. I get offended when I hear like that music starts. Like, one, I don't want to wait a minute 30 for you to come out to the good part. Two, I don't want you walking out to not the good part, because that's awkward. Mm-hmm. And, but like, no, but the expectation is never going to like match who walks out through that curtain. No, it's like you even hear it work. If I hear that bell toll, when we start, and, and it, sometimes it's um, ACDC's Hell's Bells, Hell's Bells, which is a great song, but not on the level of For Whom the Bell Tolls. And there are times where I'm not fully like paying attention to the nuance of the bell, and I just go, oh man, Metallica, awesome. And then all of a sudden you hear the opening lick of Hell's Bells. I'm like, son of a freaking bitch, man. I was so excited. Am I the only one who's like ACDC over Metallica? Oh, get out. (laughs) Having seen both in concert, ACDC. I can't argue with that. My wife and I, we saw ACDC one night and the next night saw Metallica. It was a few years ago. And this was around the time where Lars was probably still enjoying some booger sugar right before he would go up (laughs) on stage. And boy, oh boy, ACDC blew them away as far as performance. Just an amazing performance. I mean, Metallica's awesome, but like, I grew up listening to rap. But we also, ACDC was always there. I feel like ACDC is just more palatable for everybody. So like, ACDC. Yeah, I'm, I'm an ACDC fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, Ted, you appreciate this. So I would love to talk a little bit about your backstory because not only Ethan wrestles, but you, you rap as well and you stand up comic. <laughs> oh, and nice. Like, well, I see it on your track. I've never heard you rap and I love that your, your wife, Steph, just laughed about that. I have literally <laughs> supported him through everything. So I know every aspect of him. Yeah, and that I, was the hardest one. The rapping? Oh, the, ra- the rapping was the hardest one. Oh, it was awful. It was I, terrible. I still went to everything. Yeah. I was rapping. Ted rap too. Did you? I mean, one time when I was working in Baltimore oh on radio, God, yes. I made like a diss track against somebody. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. Because I, I yeah. just don't want to hear that. I, I got to dig it up. It's on an old uh, The Podcast. Oh, I know. But also, to be ta- honest with you, you talk about how times have changed. I made this diss track like 15 years ago. So there's clearly an F word I used in there that I would, oh. wouldn't use now. Right? But I was like, yeah, that, that that's why I don't feel so great about it anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah I was listening to like Ice Cube. And oh man, like it's constant. So many of those songs are just like, oh, really cringy. Yeah. Cause it's not even like just peppered in like here or there. And it's just like said as aggressively as like humanly possible. Yeah. And like when you look back in those days, like there's clearly gay dudes in that scene. Oh yeah. But nobody was gonna come out. No. no. I mean, even to this day, I don't know. I mean, Lil Nas X came out, but there's not like a prominent rapper. No, they probably still have those old school rap artists in the back of their head. Like, oh boy, this yeah. is I, I am this is not going to go well if I say anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got to be like even still like somewhat detrimental to your career as far as like you know there's going to be some rappers who just won't want to work with him just yeah. based on that. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I don't know, man. What if we're in the same booth and like they touch? Like, I don't know, dog. Like, you know, like. <laughs> 
Right. What Which if my is, mic touches his mic? Yeah, right? Which is also weird because like half of them have been to prison. <laughs> so it ain't nothing new. I believe what you're talking about there is the down low lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, like, no one's like ever here like, oh, yeah, my cousin went to prison. Oh, man, he's going to hate the food there. <laughs> oh, that prison. Yeah. That's going to tear him up inside. But hey, he's going to have recess again, so. Yeah, he's going to come out swole, right? So. <laughs> Well, we take a quick break when we come back. Right. Uh, I, I definitely want to put the tape on, the, put the, give you the, the, the mic there, Ted, to ask a wrestler. I, obviously, uh, I'm all a, right, all I, right. I could get geeky with wrestling stuff, but I feel like hearing Ted's perspective on wrestling, because you, you watch it from time to time. I do. I would just love to have, like, here's your chance just to pick the brain of a professional wrestler. All right. Who's also trying to save Destiny City Comics. Also that. <laughs> yeah, also that. Also that. <laughs> so when the Megacast returns. <laughs> Ted and Steve need a minute to practice giving each other the figure four leg lock. The mega cast will be back. You know that totally distinctive smell of WD-40? Well, it's autumn, and if you need to fix a squeaky hinge or clean and protect your tools, but you don't want that oily smell, now there's Pumpkin Spice WD-40. That's right. It stops squeaks, loosens rusted parts, drives out moisture, and smells like Grandma's Pumpkin Pie at Thanksgiving. Hey, honey, I think that rusted bicycle chain has enough on it. Hold on. Just a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin Spice WD-40. Available now at your local auto parts store next to the Pumpkin Spice windshield wipers and Pumpkin Spice radiator fluid. It's a show out of this world featuring Stephen Perkins of Jane's Addiction, Peter DiStefano from Porno for Pyros, and Zach Malang from Supersonic Soul Pimps. Migs Fest 3, October 12th at Club Sur. Also featuring Bruiser Brody! And the damage done. Fresh out of the studio, Wyatt, Pony, and the Wreckage. Celia. Special unplugged performance by Intasaw. Mix Fest 3, October 12th, Club Sir. Get your tickets at eventbrite.com. They said their prayers, they ate their vitamins. Ted and Steve Mania is running wild again. The mega cast is back. Ted, we're back here with Ethan H.D. and Stephanie trying to save Destiny City Comics. 
So how deep on the wrestling can we get? Like last week I had to ask Steve about something and he told me like a trick because I was like, man, those chops sound really hard. And he was oh, like, and I showed, I showed him a video of me taking on uh, Ethan Page. Yeah. And so, and actually Ethan has a lot to, I a lot to thank for. We, we spent an entire morning just working on something. Like, yeah, I don't want to suck, dude. Can you meet up with me at the gym and help me in every way possible? And thank you again for that. Oh, anytime. But uh, I showed him like one part where like Ethan just hit me. And it just sounded vicious. And then he's like, what in the hell? And then I'm just like, well, just watch the hand. And it's just like, yep. he slaps his own leg. And Ted was just like, what the heck? Yeah, I never knew that's what they were doing. Because it sounds so real. But you'll never unsee it. Yeah, once you know it's there, you'll always be looking for it. One of my favorites is just incredible. And he would throw the super kick. Instead of slapping the leg, he would slap his own chest. Uh-huh. And I always thought that was a clever one. Yeah. Because I always felt like Shawn Michaels like exposed the leg slap on the super kick. Because that hand would just go up. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, you would know it's coming. The worst, though, are the guys that don't have... I mean, obviously, if you're wearing trunks where your leg is exposed, you get that bigger slap. But sometimes you also will see the handprint on <laughs> someone's red. leg because they just slap their own leg so hard. <laughs> How? I mean, obviously, nowadays, people are exposed more to the secrets. Not all of them, but, you know, it's... There's a lot of things out there about wrestling that, you know, back in the day, people didn't know about. How comfortable are you with sharing stuff? Like, I mean... When people ask you about wrestling, I don't know. I always look, take the, the Penn and Teller approach. Like, Penn and Teller are very open about, like, magic and that it's not real, it's for show, but it's still very difficult to perform. And I think that's where, like, it lies, like, the respect still lies is, like, I could tell you exactly how we do what we do, but you couldn't just walk in there and, no. and replicate it, right? Like, it just takes, like, years of training and, like, practice to like get to that level hell even try kicking somebody and hitting and slapping your leg at the same time and, yeah. and have it like time out perfectly to where it seems like you're actually hitting them yeah and it's so much <laughs> easier to just throw a kick and like nail somebody versus like okay but just come like an inch away like a hair length away from hitting them mm-hmm. but make it look like you're still hitting them yeah, like Tyson Fury, you could tell, was not getting nearly as close. <laughs> but he's a real boxer. Yeah, people right. would have been hurt. Yeah, like Braun Strowman would be very upset if he actually like did Tyson Fury things to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. So where do you... All right, here's another question. <clears throat> where do like wrestlers, somebody that trains everybody, where do you lie on that like in between like... Like I like Joey Ryan, but I don't... I just like his shtick. Like, I don't, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what's the line between, like, good performers and then really good wrestlers? And do you, like, like is one better than the other? Do you need both? I mean, wrestling's entertainment. So as long as you're entertaining, it's wrestling. And the thing is, like, there's a lot of good comedy wrestlers, but almost every good comedy wrestler started out, not like, we'll say, like, as a real wrestler, but, like, you learn how to, like, wrestle, wrestle, like, how to do the moves properly and everything, like, how to put together, like, a compelling match. And then you can start, like, doing comedy. And, like, I feel like you have a better understanding for it versus, like, if somebody were to just walk in off the streets and be like, hey, who wants to grab my wiener? (laughs) People like, nah. But, like, but Joey Ryan, you're like, you you know he's a professional. Mm -hmm. So you're like, of course I'm going to grab that wiener, Joey. (laughs) You have. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You have to. I'm always amazed when there's, like, well, and it's funny is somebody asked me, my like, my friend Rick, who like barely <laughs> follows wrestling, barely follows me wrestling, saw a picture of me grabbing Joey Ryan's dong, and he was like, dude, why did you grab that guy's wiener? And I was like, for the same reason anybody grabs somebody's wiener, he's famous, and I thought it would help my career. <laughs> <laughs> like, duh. 
I got like 300 likes on that photo. Right. Like, that's, the, that's the scary thing. I even think about that. I'm like, if there ever comes a time where I'll have a match with Joey Ryan, my gosh, the KSW audience is... That's going to be a very uneasy, <laughs> unsettling thing for some of our listeners. Yeah, years ago when Steve started doing the MC and at the, or ring announcing at Defy, went, and me and my buddy got drunk. We fanboyed out so hard that I bought this shirt that says I'm a D-flip guy, but I still haven't worn it to this day. So I'm like, I don't... I can't wear this shirt anywhere unless it's a specific wrestling event. <laughs> right? Just like, that's what you're into, huh? Yeah. Totally into flipping people with my dog. <laughs> right? Well, you guys, I mean, and also Joey Ryan, like, then every once in a while he'll just remind you of how great of a, a, a wrestler he is. Like, his drop kicks are insane. Like, just when he actually puts on some wrestling moves, you're like, oh, okay. Like, there's some serious skill. Well, like, Cena, I remember for a while, like, I'd watch wrestling and all the crowds would chant at Cena that he couldn't wrestle. And it's like, I didn't know enough, so I was like, is that a big deal? Is that just how the audience gets upset if you're not a great wrestler? But I feel like there's what fans think makes a great wrestler, and then there's what actually makes a great wrestler. Because people will say, like, Seth Rollins is a great wrestler, and he is. Like, he is an incredible wrestler and a great athlete. But there's more to wrestling than just that bell-to-bell. Like, especially in Dota B, it's like, you need somebody you can send out there to do like that go home promo to just sell everyone on the pay per view, and there are so few people who have that ability that like that's what makes a good wrestler is like that, and then just like all the other like small little things like how much do you affect pop culture? You know, like people like will do like the John Cena "You Can't See Me" or like oh yeah, yeah. you know like they'll emulate like The Rock or like Ric Flair or Hogan, but like it's a lot harder to like emulate like a Seth Rollins and again that's not taking anything away from him but like those are all things that like make a great performer like when you think of like what makes a great musician like it's not just somebody who can like play music really well mm-hmm. but there is that kind of like you have to be able to recognize them immediately like Kurt Cobain's the worst singer out of everybody in Nirvana but he's got the most recognizable voice it's a very good point like yeah. you know from the second you hear like Butchvig overproduced everything <laughs> yo like that's nirvana like a second you hear like kurt cobain start singing yeah like i don't sit around the house no offense listening to too much avenge sevenfold mm-hmm. but i have seen that band probably eight times because even when they were oh, smaller yeah. like they always put on these phenomenal shows and it was just like you got to go see them perform you're guaranteed to have a good time yeah yeah, and so a lot of it, like, wrestling still entertainment. If you're just doing, like, all the same things that everyone else is doing, you're not, there's really no reason to pay to see you because they've, they're already, like, there's already people that are going to do that stuff anyways. So you have to be able to do something different. And, like, what John Cena does is different. And also, name a bad John Cena match. Like, <laughs> there aren't any. Like, no. that dude's, tor- like, that dude wrestled, like, Zack Ryder on Raw and had, like, an amazing match. Like, dude doesn't have bad matches. Like, his stuff is never boring. Mm-hmm. But because he's not doing, like, all the cool dives and the cool stuff. Indie and, like, nerdy stuff, yeah. Yeah, people are like, oh, like, Cena sucks. And it's like, nah. And then when he does try to do it, everybody's like, don't. Right, you're trying too hard. When he was doing, like, the code red and, like, the yeah. springboard into the stunner. Damn if you do or you don't, John. Yeah, be like, uh, don't do that, John. Just just five-knuckle shuffle a guy. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. We're speaking of, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're talking about the uh, comedy and wrestling. You have to share with Ted your most recent match over at Prestige, <gasps> where you are uh, Kikitaro, and and he's a comedy based wrestler out of Japan, who is in, 
hilarious, but you have, I'm not even going to try and describe what happened. So I love comedy wrestling. All right. But very rarely will anybody book me to do comedy wrestling. Right. Because you're in the American guns, man. You're there to stomp some fools. Yeah. yeah. Like, because, yeah, because like the, the guns persona, people are like, well, I don't really want to see you do comedy. And I always pictured as like, well, nobody wants like Vin Diesel to do comedy. But when he does comedy movies, they're funny. Right. And that's like, so I'm like, mm, so let me do a little. So Kikitaru's character is he's essentially just a clown. All right. And he's just very silly and goofy. And I came up to him and I said, hey, I want to do a spot where I poop my pants. <laughs> and I was like, I'll come out to the ring. Like, I'm holding my stomach. You'll tease me a few times. And then, like, eventually we'll do something where, like, ooh, I poop my pants. And then I want to reach down into my the back of my tights and then pull out, like, oh, I've got poop on my hand. And then, like, freak out and then, like, run away to the back. And then I'm going to come out with, like, new tights on. And he was like, okay, cool. I got to ask. This is Kikotaro. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have a good picture. We, we Did you about. go training day, Chunky Peanut Butter? So I used, I know this is, this is exposing too many wrestling secrets. Sorry, sorry. I used a bunch of like melted Reese's cups Ooh. because I wanted the texture and the color. And so, so I come out and I'm holding my stomach and I'm like, oh, I don't feel really good. Like, oh, I think I got food poisoning. And he's like poking me in the stomach and he like shoulders me in the stomach in the corner. And I, I freeze up and I, I check and I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. And then finally he gives me the GTS, the go to shh. And uh, it's basically just picks me up, and as I'm coming down, just knees me in the bum. All right. And so that uh, the levee breaks, and I'm on my knees, and I start panicking, and then I reach back into my tights, and I pull out like poop on my fingers, and then I smell it to confirm it's poop, and then I look at him. <laughs> the look on Ted's face is fantastic. And I look at him, and I go, "You made me do this," and you know what the mandible claw is. <laughs> no. uh, so the mandible claw is a move where you you take uh, your middle and um, op, the knot index for the ring finger, ring finger, yeah, and you you put it down your opponent's throat. All right. So now I have I have poop on my fingers. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna give this man the mandible claw, and so I try to like put my fingers in his mouth, and he's grabbing my hand, and there's kind of like this Willy won't me, and then he turns my wrist towards me, and then tries to put like my fingers in my mouth. And then at the last second, I push him away and I run to the back. And yo, real quick, um, shout out to Defy Ref, uh, tall, lanky ref, uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. So I told this dude beforehand, hey, man, we're going to do this spot. I'm going to run out of the ring. I'm going to come back with new tights on, but I have to actually change my tights. I'm not going to wear two pairs. So I'll be sweaty. So I need to take one off, put one on, and then run back to the ring. So I was like, just be, be cool with this 10 count. Right. So I don't really get counted out. So, ah, ah, feed, no, try to feed me, no, I run away, I get through the curtain, and he's like, three, and I was like, if this dude <laughs> counts me out, after all this, after all this, I just had chocolate in my pants, <laughs> and right? so like, at eight, I get the tights on, and I'm running back to the curtain, and he goes nine, and I was like, if I hear ten, I'm gonna maul this poor man, Yeah, <laughs> like, all eight feet of him. <laughs> Cause he's too tall to be a referee. Like, <laughs> outside of everything, he's too tall to be a referee. But it takes him too long to get the one count. He's very good, but he's just so tall that like when he's like separating wrestlers, sometimes it's like patronizing because he's like a head and a half taller. He's a tall dude. Yeah. So it comes off like a scene from like Muppet Babies. We're just like, guys, stop. 
So then I yeah I run back and now like now I'm feeling good. I've got everything out of me. So then I'm just we're just wrecking shop and then like we all start hitting each other in the balls. And, well, let's like, not forget that there's also a long stream of toilet paper hanging out of your trunks. Oh yeah, and I still have the TP hanging out nice. of my of my yeah. tights. And then after yeah, the match, the detail. Yeah, and after the match, I won. And then I went to like wipe my forehead with the TP. And then oh god, and panicked because I know where it had been. And it's the most. And I, I vanity searched myself after every match. It's the <laughs> sure most. I like that term. It's search. the most response I've ever got. And it's all like Ethan HD poop jokes. You'd be a crap to pants. Yeah. And had I not been trying to raise funds for a business, I would have retweeted them all. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want that, like, hey, no, check out his Twitter account. And then it's just like, that man crapped his pants in public. Do we want him running a business in Tacoma? <laughs> yeah. Right. He couldn't even make it to the bathroom. Is there a bathroom in the comic shop? Are you going to be... I mean, I know you're surrounded by a lot of paper, so there's not a lot of worries there, but... So what was the... I'm when, sure Rev's a bigger fan now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rev legit did poop himself here at the station once. Really? Oh, he shared the story. It was a long time ago because he has IBS. So oh, okay. I don't bad sharing yeah, it because yeah. he shared it. But um, he had a moment where the nerves got the bathroom and he was in the phone screener booth. And this is at our old building. And he tried to get to the bathroom, but nature hit before he could get to the bathroom. And he was wearing shorts. And let's just say... We get done with our break, and I hear BJ yelling because we had a, a guy who worked in production, Blair, remember? He oh, would yeah. bring his dog from time to time. And BJ, one time the dog did take a dump in the, on the carpet. And so BJ's flipping out. He's like, his freaking dog took an ass on the floor again. Blah, blah, blah. And we're all like, what the hell? And then it's a big dog. So we're like, these look like human-sized poops. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. BJ goes to the bathroom. He's still yelling. And Rev's in there, embarrassed, hiding in the stall. And he's like, I can't believe it. And finally, out of the, out of the blue, Rev just goes, oh, BJ, it was me. And, and, and BJ's like, you what? He's like, it was me. <laughs> me what? It was me. I'm the one who pooped all over the floor. It was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And BJ comes back like he just saw a dead body. He goes, dude. I'm like, what? He goes, that wasn't a dog. I'm like, What? Did he get to go home? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, game over. Yeah, he gets a get out of jail free card. You, and we had an intern who was just like, I ain't claiming it. I'm like, I get it. Cool. I, don't, I don't need the credits that right. bad. It's a team effort. You're paying your dues, brother. You better pick up that guy's poop. Was that a tough sell to Kikotaro? Like, hey. I would like to have this spot where I crap myself in the match. Not at all. That's like, awesome. He was so down for it. And he expanded on a lot of it. Like the mandible claw of poop. That was like, that was his idea. I was like, I'll just poop myself and run away in shame. And he's like, nah, try to feed it to me first. <laughs> That's my favorite like part about wrestling is that you walk into a room, mm-hmm. you don't know the guy. You know, you know of him, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's been all around the world. And he's popular. But like in here, you have this moment where you bond. But you're also selling the idea of I'm going to put chocolate in my pants and I'm going to try and feed it to you. <laughs> but it's not going to be the, the perception is that it's poop. It's wrestling, man. All right. One more question. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the Japan stuff? Because I know like Josh uh, Barnett, that was a UFC fighter forever. Now he's a wrestler. But don't they have events where they have wrestling and real fights at the same time? Like same card? Mm, not really anymore. Right. Like there's definitely a lot more MMA crossover in Japan. I think part of it, too, is because over there, wrestling's still treated like a sport, so it's a little bit easier of a sell. All right. 
verse and like people also like don't mind like if an MMA fighter is like clearly like working the fight in a wrestling ring people don't like look down on that whereas like I feel like stateside people would be like kind of disappointed like if, if like an MMA fighter like got in like, a wrestling ring it didn't just like body the guy immediately mm-hmm. yeah but I mean I, you know Lesnar's a different case because he was good at both yeah, and he was like a wrestler first, and then went to MMA, and then yeah. came back. And he's just a supreme athlete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, uh, what's his name? CM Punk kind of found out the hard way. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, that was um. that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got with Cain Velasquez that just popped up, and it was just like, if you don't follow MMA though, it just looked like this weird dude like that just came out and scared Brock Lesnar. It was a weird. I don't know if you saw it, but like. No, I didn't even know he was wrestling. Yeah, he's been training. No kidding. So, but he comes out at the end of SmackDown on the, uh, their first show on Fox, and like you know, on, on in the commentary they can sell the fact that this is a dude from the MMA. But if you're not an MMA fan, it looks like I mean I know he's in shape, but it looks like a slightly out of shape dude that just took his shirt off and is like <laughs> uncomfortably staring at Brock, Brock Lesnar, and you're like, who the f is this guy? Yeah, when and they- Kane, he was a good heavyweight, but he never got that superstardom that that some of the guys have, right? To me, too, like, seeing Ray come out with Cain Velasquez was like that don't talk to me or my son meme. Because <laughs> it was just like Ray was like, yeah. my big brother. Yeah. You don't want to mess with me now. Dad's here. Yeah. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar just had, like, the bully self. Like, oh, no. But it was great because, like, Cain, like, he's not in any, like, I mean, it's obviously, like I say, he's in shape. But, like, he's he's not, like, chiseled, right? Yeah. And he's got, like, a knee brace over his jeans, so he just looks like he's hobbling. I'm like, this is not very intimidating if you don't know the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Because, like, Mike Tyson, when he came to WF, he was, like, jacked. Right, and it's and Mike like, Tyson. And a sleeveless shirt. And, yeah, everybody knows who Mike Tyson is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just some random guy it looks like Ray Mysterio found outside. Yeah. <laughs> You're big. You want to help me beat up this other big guy? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Let me put my knee brace on, brother. <laughs> Well, again, uh, it's, um, so if, if people just go to your social media as well, uh, they can find all the information about Save Destiny Comics. Oh, yeah. I've been posting about it every day. And uh, how can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at RealEthanHD on Twitter, EthanHD312 on Instagram, and then just EthanHD as on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I have a Snapchat, but it's all like just dumb photos. Those nothing. are pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuff that I don't feel like I could get away with on Instagram <laughs> somehow seems acceptable on Snapchat. There are times when you send something like, oh, even. Oh, yeah. There's some dark like drafts folder tweets that have ended up like, yeah, yep. just being DM'd through Snapchat. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Snapchat, I mean. It is what it is. Right. It's not yeah. a dong pick. It's just an inappropriate tweet. Yeah. There's a tweet that, that, like, I know, like, I know people who would appreciate it, but I know a lot more people who'd be mad about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Save Destiny City Comics, just t- type it in Google, Ethan HD. You'll be able to find it where you could donate. We really appreciate it if our if our, our listeners would help you out and uh, keep the dream alive for everybody and, and, and keep a great comic store in the, in the Tacoma area alive. Yeah. That's the goal. And there's tons of cool, like, spiffs, too, on the Indiegogo. Uh, for like, you can get yourself drawn into a comic book. Uh, NWP Comics was really cool about that. Uh, you can get a box of like 300 to 350 comic books for 100 bucks, which is a really good deal. Um, we have like $25 mystery bag of random comics, and it's good stuff. Like, you'll get like, we've had Superman, Captain America, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Like, their names are not gonna be just random right. comics like that are just laying ways. around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I buy those bags sometimes at the liquor store. 
<laughs> it's like there's a 12 pack of, of beer in here it's really cheap you never know what you're like ah screw it <laughs> it's gotta be something yeah <laughs> that's awesome well, Ethan I appreciate you coming in Steph as well thank you for not cursing Ted I can't say the same for you and I'm telling a story about one of my buddy's parents that was the most of random all times to swear <laughs> I'm trying to think of a lot. I mean, the last time we talked, we, we both cursed when we when you scored your goal when in I soccer, my goal, yeah. which is understandable. But I can't think of the last time that you just cursed on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I have to apologize. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, you go to Pimp Migs Fest? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I need that because otherwise we're going to go broke. Uh, please come out to Migs Fest because, like I, as I said to everybody, my birthday gift I would like from everyone is so I don't help me not go in debt. And Glenn as well, because we got that big show that's happening over at Club SUR, Club Sur, on Saturday. Uh, my band's going to be playing. And I said it on my Instagram. It's, I mean, we're, we got another show coming up afterwards in, at the Tulela. But this will be the probably last show in Seattle that Bruiser Brody plays for maybe ever. I don't know. Like, it's just, we might be done. I don't know. Yeah. Not, nothing negative. It's just things just, uh, Travis has said it before in interviews. He's done being a singer. So, we are not going to continue without him. <laughs> I mean, so come out Saturday, folks. Yeah, yeah, come out and celebrate the probably the last time we play as a band for a very long time. Yeah, um, and also we got Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction is going to be there playing drums with Peter DeStefano from Porno for Pyros. That's going to be a blast. And uh, Zach Malang's on bass. Uh, White only in the wreckage. Glenn Cannon and the Damage Done. Celia and Intasar. She's going to start things off with a really cool acoustic set. She's incredible so yeah matt was talking about them last night he was like get there early they're awesome yeah yeah her voice is insane in fact we've been talking about maybe doing something as a project after bruiser brody's all done which i'm pretty pumped about so we'll see what happens with all that but and ted you're gonna be there i am i am all right, so cool we'll party shout out to lion pride party bus they're gonna be getting me there oh back excellent. safely which is nice because <laughs> i just know it's a birthday show even though my birthday was a little over a week ago i just know that it's gonna be hard to say no to some people so <laughs> let me make sure i get home safe yeah that's fair yeah fair <laughs> shots man <laughs> Eventbrite.com to get tickets. Just type in Migs Fest. You'll be able to find them. But uh, that'd be awesome if the Mega family can come out and uh, celebrate with us. And Ted and I, we're going to have a good time Saturday night, Club Sir. Get yeah, tickets man. so we don't go broke. <laughs> and, and, and donate money to Ethan so he can buy this damn car. You, know, you just got to unload Unload your money. Yeah. If you get paid this week, send it <laughs> Send it to Ethan or send it to Steve. Cash so, in your 401k. Yeah, yeah. Don't, it's over. Your kids don't need to go to college. No, no. Yo, that, what are you going to wait for that Roth to mature? Cash it out. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to hate you in a few years. You don't need to give them all that money. <laughs> Screw those yeah. kids. College is overrated. You it don't is. owe them. No. They, they owe you. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming in, my man. Thanks for having me. All right, and follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Boom.